What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing this week? I'm doing well, man. What's up? How, you, how, how are you, sir? How are you, the listeners out there? Doing well. We got a Marvel movie to talk about this week. Heels, Titans. We pushed Reservoir Dogs. I didn't get to watch it. And we're going to do Long Halloween next week. Didn't make sense when we had Shang-Chi this week. So, like, Long Halloween fans, we're coming. We're coming. Don't you worry. But Shang-Chi, decided to talk about Decided to talk about Titans, as always. And Heels, of course. Yeah, we definitely have a lot of really great stuff to talk about. Um, news is a little thin, but that's good because we get plenty of opportunity to talk about those shows. And a lot of good trailers this week. Yeah, some really good trailers for sure. Um, I guess the one thing that's not in the news that needs to be brought up on the top hand is uh, R.I.P. to Michael K. Williams. Yeah. Yo, yeah, let's take a, a moment of silence for that. The great HBO actor more than that like actor in all things but most people know him from his HBO series in The Wire or as uh, Chalky recently uh, Lovecraft in, in Boardwalk Empire and in Lovecraft as Montrose which I think was one of his best performances ever let's just take a moment of silence for Michael K. Williams real quick Again, want to send our prayers to his family and everybody involved. We lost a great actor, man, and not just that, a great person. He was a humanitarian. This one yeah. kind of shook me. Can't lie, because I'm a big Michael K. Williams fan. Didn't expect to see that. Really, really sad story, but you know. And, you know, when it comes to the terms of things actually going on, I think he had like four or five projects that he was doing at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's a whole show that's scrambling right now because he was supposed to be the lead. Um, then there was another show that was like, luckily they had already fi- finished filming their s- second season of some show he has on Vice TV. Oh, that's his show. Yeah, Black something. Yeah, where they go in Black uh, Market. Yeah, where they go talk to like different either drug kingpins or yeah. different things that are like in underground, how people make money into show like just that side of the world. Crazy. I didn't know if that show was coming back. Well, glad we got yeah, a second season. Yeah, a second season and so... But, uh, you know, definitely unfortunate that any any person dies. So, mm-hmm. especially yeah, so unexpected. Just... Yeah. I mean, exactly. It's just wild. But, Super sad. But anyway, we got some more uplifting things to talk about. So, without any further ado, let's go just go ahead and jump right into it. So first up, we have some big news in DC. Uh, Jason Momoa took to Instagram to reveal the new Aquaman suit for the upcoming superhero sequel. Uh, James Wan also gave us a first look at Ocean Master, looking like a castaway. You see those pictures? Mm, I did. I did. I saw Ocean Master. That one was interesting. Didn't like black suit Aquaman. I feel like that's a stealth suit or something like that. But I don't know why every superhero movie needs a stealth suit. I thought his suit at the end of the movie was perfect. But, I mean, the black looks cool. It's just like every superhero gets a black suit. But I'm hoping it's like Young Justice where it's like stealth suit. (laughs) Something like that, yeah. I mean, it did show another picture of the traditional orange. So I think, you know, it's something that's just going to be utilized for something else or maybe it's like dark turn aquaman or something yeah like, and that's the thing so i don't think it'll we'll be see. too too dark of a turn but i expect um 
I expect at least him to wear it for a little bit, not not the whole movie. Like I'm thinking it's like when Spider-Man had that that get up his shield suit or whatever when he was the secret agent and people thought he was I forget the hero name he made up for himself, but I I see it as that. I mean, at this point if when it comes to the Aquaman world, I'd rather see like Aqualad stuff. Like Oof. that's really like, and I know we're not going to get an Aquaman movie, but like when it t- comes to like what Titans, you know, other other properties that are out there, I'd really like to see um, any of the Aqualads get incorporated. Yeah, more so than than Arthur. Arthur's just a little boring, you know. He's more impressive inside of the Justice League, but you know, we'll see if this Aquaman movie is gonna be what what. I'm I'm more excited for other dc properties ahead i.e my shirt on twitter today it was a big conversation people were arguing like are we excited for the flash movie and i saw someone put a good post it was just like this flash doesn't know who he is is he wally is he barry and i said i agree 100 percent because they didn't know Zack snyder didn't know if he wanted to make him 100 percent barry 100 percent wally he took characteristics from both i hope alfonso Cuaron kind of tightens that up I hope he's like just Barry. I don't want him to be Wally and Muschetti in disguise. Oh yeah, not Karan. Alfonso Muschetti. Oh, good thing I didn't Andy. say Andy Muschetti. Oh man, my tweet today was really wrong, and no one corrected me. I'm out here looking bad. I gotta go delete that tweet. But yeah, man, Andy Muschetti. I hope he gets it right and gets it 100. Uh, percent Is he gonna be Barry? Is he gonna be Wally? Because yeah, that's what I'm hoping on. I mean, I feel like since this is kind of like you know a new take into the universe sort of like you can maybe make some more liberties on the characterization. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think Ezra Miller has a lot to do with that as well. The direction's one thing the person actually saying the lines is another. So true. You know, That's I, a good point. Did you see, we'll wait real quick. You don't have this in the notes, but you see Netflix, they signed Addison Ray, bro. Don't let me get popping yeah. on TikTok. It's, it's on there. Get, Cause if I get popping on the talk, I'm on a Netflix deal. I can act. I damn sure could have did better than he's all that. And I know we're not reviewing that. Did you watch that trash? Or is not? Garbaggio, Garbricio. Everybody I mean, else I just, was. I just saw. I just saw like the trailer of it on Netflix, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I can read this to a T." And like <laughs> even was- you know, the first he's all that. Or she's all that. It's a really good movie, but at the end of the day, it is very much similar to its parody, not another teen movie. Mm-hmm. And like, I think not another teen movie really just kind of messed up that story forever. If we're and being I, I like the black version a little bit more. Love don't cost a thing with Nick Cannon That's, and Christina Milian. Mm-hmm. Isn't it a good movie? It is a good movie. When they're on the beach and they're doing the. <laughs> Nick that movie when they had the shoes. But I mean, even even that, that is. In, in itself is a little bit, you know, cheesy. Yeah, for which, sure. Which, but this is just like, you know, what I saw, I guess you saw the movie, but I mean, those like, movies I just, had heart. Like, yeah, Love Don't Cost a Thing it, it had heart. heart. Not yeah. another teen movie, even though it was a spoof, it had heart. This one you just know, felt like it was going for TikTok, didn't have heart. But maybe people this generation will appreciate it. Well, I mean, a lot of people are watching that, uh, that, eight, that, New Kardashians show. Oh, D'Amelio's? With the D'Amelio's. Did you so, watch like, it? TikTok. No, I don't know any of that. I don't know who the people I, are. I asked Kirst if she wanted to watch it, and she was like, hell no. And then, but, oh, I didn't tell you. I Should I save this for Movie on the Rise? We got a new sh- we got a new service, and I've been... I'll save it for Movie on the Rise. That's a, right. I'll tell you what I've been diving in and how it's the worst 
app in the streaming service world. It's the fucking uh, worst. And you're so watching bad. it. I'm gonna tell, but but hey, it has great content, so I'll tell you what it is right. in Movie on the Rise. But I just had to bring up that ass and Ray thing. My bad if I jumped the notes, but like, oh, it's just Netflix. Yeah, let's just let's just gross. pull that out right now. I guess the only other thing I want to say about it is like multi-picture film deal, like, like multi-pictures. Like how how many are you fixing to put this this chick in? I'm hating. Like, this is 100% hate from Lyndon Burton. I, I'm going to look at the camera. I am hating 100%. She don't deserve that. Oh, she is a TikTok star. Views don't equate to talent. That's why that movie was earned. Well, hey, you know, Katie Thurston pretty much got Bachelorette for being a TikTok star. So. Hey, but that's different. That's different. Bachelorette is just how hot you are. That don't have nothing to do with, with acting. <laughs> but don't worry. I'm going to get my clout up. And Netflix, you're going to actually know. I don't even want to work with Netflix. HBO, we're going to talk. We're going to talk in like, give me about a year and a half. Uh, well, the next story I have is one that I think you would have more opinion on than me. What did you think about the the One Piece script title reveal, I guess? Bro, get that dog shit out of here. <laughs> I, well, we've talked about it before. Like, it just doesn't make any sense how they're going to be able to make a live action Netflix show based on. I don't know. Like, even that would even, do that would be good to any justice. Like the part, like I'm thinking about where I'm at, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm laughing. You're going to put dragons and big big ladies, but even let's say East Blue, you're going to have to do fishmen. Like, how's that fucking going to look? Like yeah, I mean, you, yeah. Just think, just think about like, the first arc. I mean, like I can understand how you're gonna do like the first episode with like, um, you know, saving Zoro and like that first little bit. Or you like, do the one where Luffy leaves manageable. his island and you gotta, but you gotta punch the Sea King. Like, how you gonna do that? Where he stretches and punches that? Oh, big you monster? can do the Sea King. Okay, you can do that. All right, you be better. I mean, like but, if you can do like stuff that Shang Chi did. How's, how's Axan Morgan gonna look? With, oh, his, well, with, his, <laughs> with his big ass again I would reference Shang, Shang Chi true that's a, that's a good that's no. another good reference but are they gonna put in that type of money no that's the truth exactly and I'm not sold on Cowboy Bebop so I'm definitely not sold on One Piece Netflix just stop just right. stop but they have people who are invested in it like someone who's actually like a big fan of the series writing it so maybe that means they'll put some some care into it. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like I'm sure the story is going to be fine. It's just like the execution of like how things the are going to look and how people yeah. are going to act the, their characters. So. Yeah, exactly. No, one hundred percent. Who are you going to cast? I mean, I just don't know. Just, yeah, are you going to are you going to do like Oda said and cast a different different nationality for each draw hat? Because Luffy's from Which, Brazil. That would make sense, honestly. So, Luffy's from Brazil. Sanji's from France. Zoro's from Japan, okay. Nami's yeah. from Sweden, Robin's from like uh Russia, um, Usopp's from Africa, Frankie's from America, Brooks from Transylvania, Scandinavia, yeah, Chopper yeah. Chopper's from um where the hell's Chopper from? With his co- oh, he's Canada. He's he's from Canada. But I'm just saying that's where that's where all these pe- peeps are from. Yeah. Nami is a little bit Interesting to me because like Sweden, I have some more associated with blonde. Oh well, you know she's. They say she's Swedish. I'm just letting you know what Oda said. If if they were from our world, where would they be? So, but maybe I, I they, think that I think that's a good it. approach to it. 
I think that's a good yeah. way to approach And then that, if you yeah. want to do diversity, just make Usopp black. It's over with. Usopp is a black yeah. guy anyway. Sure. <laughs> do that. Make Luffy like a Latino because he's from Brazil or make him a Brazilian, you know. And that'd be hard. Make Zoro an Asian and Sanji's the white guy. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, Nami would have to be white too. Yeah, Nami. Well, and Robin. Where'd you, where'd you say Robin was supposed to be from? Robin's from like uh, Slovenia or something like that. Oh, She's okay, from okay. the Slavic. Europe. Ni- yeah, Europe. Exactly. Right. Ro- exactly. And Frankie's from America with his super. Wait, do you know who that is? Yeah, who Frankie is, bro. Okay, okay, my bad. I didn't know you was that. My I got, I got, I got the whole crew at this point. Are you in I'm the in, time skip? Yeah, I'm in the time skip. I'm in like the new world or whatever. Where yet? Uh, I'm finishing up the like the very first arc of the new world or whatever with Trafalgar oh. Law and. Oh, you're on Punk Hazard. Yeah. Oh, nice. You're about to go to Dress Rosa. Okay, you're deep in here. Yeah, yeah, that show's awesome. If you haven't, people, if you just find a way to watch One Piece. Like, I know there's not enough on there for, like, for, like, Netflix Dub only gets you so far. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, you know, for non for people who don't have, like, the access to, like, Funimation or, oh, yeah. you know, to be some, you Hulu, Hulu can do it for you. Hulu can get you pretty far. Yeah. Hulu, but it can't Hulu get you as far as I'm at. No, 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 no. You're gonna have to get into anime services for that. Yeah, but so. let's let's talk about the trailers. Um, let's start. Let's start with one that I didn't really like, um, which but it's supposed to be an Oscar. Um, powerhouse, come on, come on! It was oh, just you, like you one like minute it? of like, what the sad, heck am bro. I watching right now? It's just like it just seems so boring. I'm not, it was just watching and, and I just, talking about death. And I'm just like not into this whole thing where like if a movie's black and white and has a big actor in it, then that means it's got to be an Oscar movie. But anyway, I'm just whatever. not in the movies about just people talking about like, yeah, I'm happy. Like, I don't want to see people living normal life. Is that crazy that I'm not into a movie? Like, if you're showing me normal life, let it be a comedy. Like, I'm not trying to just watch. Well, I'm pretty sure he wasn't even talking. I'm pretty sure he was just reading from The Little Prince. Exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. I, was, I wasn't too into it, but they... Oscar not Oscar favorite Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, I saw like an early Oscar nomination that he's put that for this role he's supposed to be. Yeah, so. for best actor. So it was I. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and then another one that I thought was pretty terrible, and you would agree, is Moonfall. Oh, trying to bring the disaster geez. movie back. Halle Berry, um, Samuel Tarly from Game of Thrones. Uh, was it Carlos Pena? And fucking P, P, uh, Patrick Wilson. Yikes. No. What a bad looking movie. Halle Berry getting the Gerald, the Gerald Butler treatment of like, let's just throw some shit at the wall. Like, oh, we want a disaster movie. Let's make the moon collide. But let's be a little futuristic, but not too futuristic to where we have Jeeps in it from present day so we can sell ads and get money for this. Movie looked ass, bro. Movie looked trash. I ain't into it. Yeah, that came on my preview for Shang-Chi, and I was just like, what is Ooh. this trash? And why am I having to watch this before Shang-Chi? She, and my previews were fire. I had the Batman. <laughs> oh, you had the Batman? Oh. <laughs> yeah, the Batman. I had some terrible ones, and like, you know, my movie was supposed to start, you know, I guess the, the set time was It didn't start on time, did it? And it didn't start until like 6.40. My, mine did not start. Mine, I got, it was at 6.20 or 6.30. Mine didn't start till 6.50. And like, like I said, the trailers, 
I mean, they gave me James Bond, which I didn't want to watch. I yeah, they like, gave me James Bond too. They gave me uh, Moonfall. They gave me Kingsman. Which I was like, this movie should have came out years ago. I got Kingsman, James Bond, Batman. What else did I get? Um, I got Eternals. I got Eternals too. That Eternals trailer was awesome. Eternals on the big screen looks great. Yeah, when you say. see the when you see the fucking whatchamacallit, it's like the uh Celestials, that big red one is just like I was like, whoa, what is this? I was like, now nah, see this I'm gonna say I actually, you know what? I'm gonna save what I was about to say when we talk about Marvel, when we talk about Shang Chi. So All right. but uh the let's see, let's talk about trailer. Let's talk about the Injustice trailer. Solid, um, you know. It was solid. I mean, it. it what would you say it's staying I, true to that comic or the game? Yeah, I just don't know if I like how it looks. Like, I don't really like the animation of it. No, I don't really like don't, the way like, the like, Joker I don't looks. Like slick back hair Joker, because I can pull out the comic right now and they look a lot better than that. Like, I just don't know. Superman doesn't like. Hold on, bro. Hold on. Superman's outfit or his like, uh, costume just looks lame. Well, it's got like this weird outline or something, and I'm just like, what is that? And you know, I don't know. And I feel like Batman has like see. his his ears are a little too much, and I'm just Batman's ears are a little bit too much, and I'm just like. But see, that's kind of how Batman is. looks in this. I'm more really? talking about like Superman. Well, I was, I was saying while you were looking for the book that Superman's costume just seems like it's off. Like some of the colors are off. But see, that's how he looks. Too. Okay, so look, Bob. I'll show you the scene that uh, that the trailer basically encompassed. So. All right. So first off, this is Batman and Superman. First off. All right. So, so he's showing me. Viewers. He's showing me the book. See how Superman has and... spiky hair. He looks a little cooler in this. He doesn't oh, look his yeah. old five o'clock shadow. Fucking weird. Well, I mean that was only for like one bit. So I was like, maybe that that's like him right in the wake of Lois dying, which is not a spoiler because it's in the trailer. Yeah. No big facts. And since uh, I'm gonna show you the Joker, so you get a good sense. And since we since they showed you Lois, I like. I mean, I liked how they kind of gave Harley like the, our new age Harley. But you see how Joker looks? He looks a lot cooler than the slick haired. Yeah, and I mean, he doesn't even look like the Joker that's in the game. Like that looks more like the Joker that's in the game. In the game, exactly, exactly. Hold so on, I don't put know. my stuff up and we can get started. I don't know. I just don't like the animation, but you know, story, whatever. Yeah, so that's that's the Injustice trailer. We'll see. We'll, we'll probably end up watching it, but it's not definitely something that we're going to review. Um, London's dropping stuff over there. Uh, wait till he gets back to the mic. But you know, we got we still got some more trailers to run through here, and a lot of the ones that we're going to talk about are actually pretty good. Uh, he's fixing his. All of his uh, figures right now. I think he knocked down Deku or something. But yeah, I think uh, when he gets back Stop. into the headphones, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk about. Um, well, I've just been saying that we got some good trailers to talk about now. Uh, the one I wanted to talk about next, I wanted to kind of go down the line and uh, talk about Red Notice. Okay, it was alright. It wasn't bad. Uh, for a Netflix movie, I think it's gonna be fine. Yeah, I, I, and you I have the Rock, Ryan Reynolds, buddy cop trying to get Gal Gadot. I thought her scene was kind of badass. 
just looked like a classic rock action movie. Like he's going back yeah. into his well, but instead of and Kevin Hart, also he's bringing in classic Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds action movie, very Hitman's yeah. Bodyguard. Um, it's like Ryan Reynolds was like, "Hey, Rock, let's take what you do well and what what I do well, and let's make a baby, but throw a little splash of Gal Gadot in there for some sexiness." Yeah, and who doesn't like a good splash of Gal Gadot every once in a while? So exactly. I definitely think that's going to be worth watching. Another Netflix uh, one we got in here is Don't Look Up, the DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence. I don't know how I feel about this one. I'm what was so that? that was Meryl Streep, right? Meryl Streep, Jonah Hill, Kid Cudi, Ariana I thought, Grande. I thought, to me, Jonah Hill was the star of the trailer. I thought he was hilarious. Yeah, so is Jonah Hill going to be the president? No, he's the like the aide to the president. I think, oh, um, is Meryl Streep the president? I think Meryl Streep's the president. Okay, okay. I'm just interested, you know, it's going to be a comedy. Uh, Ron Perlman's the astronaut. A comet's coming from coming to strike Earth. And I'm guessing uh, Leo and Jessica, I mean, Jennifer Lawrence are trying to uh, be the scientists. Yeah, to stop from it. what the synopsis that we've read before is that they, like, obviously they go to the president and try and, like, make people aware, but then they end up, like, traveling around and, like, trying to tell people, like, hey, there's a comet coming. And, like, I guess people are kind of like chicken, not chicken little, but uh, boy cried wolf. Like, I don't know yeah, if, like, this is something that they've, like, done before but yeah. like comments come to earth they're trying to tell people because they said a bunch, like they've the, gotten a bunch of scares before yeah i think the whole thing with like dicaprio having like those deep breathing things in the bathroom being like you're still here you're still here or whatever is like him like having panic attacks that this like comments about the hit or whatever who so. knows but it, it was interesting um i need to see more from it it wasn't my favorite trailer i saw because it didn't convince me enough, but it's Leo, it's Jonah Hill, like, it's, it's uh, whatchamacallit, Adam McKay. I think it's going to be good. Yeah, it's probably going to be good. It's coming around Christmas on Netflix. Again, like, same way with Red Notice. Like, if you're telling me that this is going to be a Netflix movie, I'm more so inclined to, like, give it the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Now, you know, But it's also it battling quick. because it's, the, it's a Leo movie, and, like, Leo movies don't get the benefit of the doubt. They are, like, good. But I mean, like, I wouldn't mind like seeing a half solid movie that Leo's in on Netflix. Like, okay. he doesn't need to have everything. Doesn't need to be a home run for him. Everything doesn't need to be an Oscar. Like, hey, man, I'm used to like. I don't. I'm not saying male one in, but I'm saying you gotta think of his recent hits, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The but I mean, like, everything he does is, is supposed is is a hit. So exactly. like, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. This has got to be a hit. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, a little off topic. We're talking about Netflix. And we were talking about, like, he's all that, and you didn't like that. He I did does. see that Jason Momoa won, and see? I didn't like that. Oh, no, no, not see. Uh, so Sweet Girl? Sweet Girl. It wasn't good? I mean, it was fine. I just didn't like it. Ugh, trash, trash, trash. But you want to know something that's good from HBO? Shout out to y'all. Team HBO, hit me up. Many Saints in Newark. As someone who hasn't seen The Sopranos and are watching this first, what did you think of this trailer? Oh, I mean, I think this is going to be really cool. Uh, yeah. Again, like, I don't understand some of the references, which is going to be, like, the, what hinders me. Um, like, at the end a, of the trailer, you didn't understand when they were like, hey, this is my this is my son, Chris Maltesanti. And they were like, Tony, yeah. look, it's your nephew. And it's funny and because that's, or it's Chris and Tony. Yeah, it, and, like, they have, like, a, a thing, huh? Like They're where, the main people. Like, they're the main two people. That's uh, okay. that's Michael, Michael Imperioli's character. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and then like, uh, I did like what like the grandmother said. It was like, oh, babies can 
or like yeah. well i don't want to tell you what like happens in the sopranos but something something happens with them but yeah like, i assume so yeah i mean i kind of got the gist of that from what that was that whole exchange was but, but and then like i know first, that there's references about like how he's always like looked up to his uncle and stuff like that but i mean like i think like as a whole of just this being a movie and like for people who probably have never seen the series like it's gonna me, be a great mob movie it's just gonna be a good mob movie in general so yep and I, think I love the really references good. of to to Dickie Maltesanti being the guy that inspired Tony because it wasn't his uncle Junior who's being played by fucking John Bernthal and Tony's dad is freaking uh, Ray Liotta which I just think is beautiful like we're gonna get yeah. the guy who was in Goodfellas to be Tony Soprano's dad like oh just amazing so I'm excited for all of these tie-ins I'm excited to see Dickie Maltesanti's story. But that Mini Saints of Newark trailer, if you didn't like the first one, the second one will definitely convince you. Yeah, that one was pretty fire. Um, it was. Let's stick sure. with the movies. Shout out to Leslie talk. Odom Jr. too, by the way. He's been he's oh, yeah. being like this character actor. It's working. He was in uh, he was in No Sudden Move. Now he's in this. I'm rocking with it. Let's um, let's talk about Last Night in Soho. First. Wow, Edgar Wright! What a trailer, man! Yeah, I think like the earlier trailer for this was like, eh, and then I guess the teaser or whatever early didn't on didn't do it justice. Like, eh. But like this, this was like, oh, I see what we're doing here, and like I like it. I like it a lot. It, in as much as Love I'm hearing actors. good, same as much as I'm hearing good things about Dune, it's like, hmm, do I want to see Dune or do I want to see Last Night in Soho because they come out on the same day? I, I know it's gonna be Dune, and we're gonna talk about Dune in a little bit, but like. Last night in Soho, man, this trailer looked good. It's a murder it, it mystery. It could be a two day. It could be a two day movie. Could be go see Dune at noon and Last Night in Soho after. Ooh, that's probably double feature. I could see it. I could see it. But this trailer looked good. Matt Smith. I'm not gonna. Well, I guess it's in the trailer. See, like I've been, I've been watching murder. a lot of The Crown recently, and so like oh. seeing Matt Smith do his thing, and like the comparison to what he does there, like he's just he plays like the, the menacing asshole really well. Yes, he does. So this like, I'm good, excited man. to see that. You know, Anya Taylor Joy, she's let's go. I mean, she's she's killing it. Thomas and Mackenzie looks like she's going to do a really good job in this. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm super pumped. The old, I, the, well. I don't remember who the old guy is. Is he's actor, in a lot of but, movies though. Yeah, he's in a lot of movies, but like the guy who plays the older version of Matt Smith, menacing, scary. Yep. Looks That's like a, I feel like Edgar Wright is like really, you know, he did his like funny stuff. And then he does Baby Driver, which is like his action. And he did like Scott Pilgrim, which was like his comic book. This and comic like this is, is his thriller. Thriller horror, yeah, I could see it. I could see it. Yeah. This is fire, he's, man. He's showing his dimensions. Yep. Uh, but you know, we talked. Uh, we've talked Training Day and Antoine Fuqua on the most recent run it back and his newest movie, The Guilty, just had a trailer come out. Which we've Jake talked Gyllenhaal. about a bunch of times on this show, yeah. leading up to the Jake Gyllenhaal, The Guilty Netflix movie. Looks pretty good. Hope it doesn't get... I, I can see it going bad quick, though. Like... Yeah, because, I mean, it is, like... We've seen this movie that, before. Like, Halle Berry has a movie just like this. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it could, I've seen Halle Berry's movie go bad. Like, is Jake Gyllenhaal about to run out of there and go find, like... <laughs> I mean, this it really does have all to do with Jake Gyllenhaal's acting ability, which we know he can do. Yep. But, like, what is, like, will the plot carry through is yeah, the question. Like, what happens after they find out, okay, we can't save the girl from here? Does Jake Gyllenhaal leave the dispatch to go vigilante and find the person? 
Yeah, I, yeah. That. Will he leave? Will he leave at all? Like that's you know that's the big. Like, question. I hope he has a cop yeah. friend and they work together, detective and talking. Like Jake Gyllenhaal's trying because like hack. Paul Dano is supposed to be in this. I don't know if Paul Dano is going to be like the the villain, oh, yeah, which he yeah. could easily be, or he could be like that friend, like you're talking about. Ooh, good point. Paul Dano's definitely the serial killer. Like, <laughs> like, sorry, Paul, you're typecast. You just got that look. So, but I'm excited for the guilty though. I'm definitely gonna watch this. The last thing we have is our only uh, TV trailer, and it's The Wheel of Time on Amazon. Mm. Amazon's Game of Thrones? And, yeah, I mean, Amazon the already logo has... Looks, the logo looks like Game of Thrones. They said, hey, what made Game of Thrones successful? They had Lena Headey, who was kind of a popular actress. They had, um, I can't think of Tyrion, uh, of, um, Tyrion Lannister's name right now. It's it's for escaping. Peter, what, Peter Dinklage? Dinklage, kind of famous actor. Oh wait, let's go. Well, get I mean, Rose like they actually Pike. have Tywin Lannister in that mo- trailer. They got Tywin. Let's go get Rosamund Pike to make her our big name actress. Hey, Rosamund and she Pike. She kind of looks like Lena Headey. Do you want to be in Amazon's Game of Thrones? Sure. What's the premise? Women are the most powerful, and it's each woman has like a different kingdom, and they're all fighting for this. Oh, and also there's an evil horde, some death marchers coming to kill the kingdom. Oh. Yeah, it gave me the Game I, I of Thrones vibes. I know I'm sounding it, negative, but like it, it is it, Amazon. It, it, gave, it gave me like the Lord of the Rings vibes. It also gave me some Witcher vibes. Yep. Very much felt like a, a mishmash of all of that for Amazon. Um, I'm going to watch yeah. it. Amazon... Has been promoting this pretty hard. I wouldn't say like super hard, but like hard enough. Know, it's been it's been out there. Like as much as they promoted like Good Omens and stuff like that. True. So like I, I think that they're really gonna try and and well, I guess Carnival Row is a good example of how as much as they played. Oh, this looks better than Carnival Row. Too. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, oh. so I think I'll watch it. It's definitely not something that I feel like my girlfriend's gonna watch with me though. No, this is something that I gotta watch by myself. Yeah. Exactly. So, all right. But next up, HBO has HBO Max has ordered a pilot for potential Dead Boy detective series based on the DC Comics character created by Neil Gaiman. The one-hour series would follow the Dead Boy detective Charles Rowland and Edward Payne, who decided not to enter the afterlife in order to stay on Earth and investigate crimes involving the supernatural. Sebastian Croft and Ty Tennant are set to play Rowland and Payne, respectively, in the upcoming third season of Doom Patrol. There, though, they are not believed to be attached to the pilot at this time. Ooh, weird. I, that's weird. I feel like if they hit it out the park, they're gonna cast them. I just do. Because, yeah. like, there's no way you have them, these people in this Well, and role. it just doesn't make sense, like, if you're going to introduce them in Doom Patrol, like, But they did it before. We saw they introduced everybody in Doom Patrol, same actresses. They introduced this weird chief, and then all of a sudden we got Timothy Oliphant. I mean, not Timothy Oliphant, T- Timothy Dalton. So, like, they've done it before. That was one, that was one mix. <laughs> like, this is an entire, like... You're gonna introduce two dudes, and then you're gonna like Say no, completely switch two it. different, two different dudes. Because like then they can't be in the same universe. Nah, then we'll just bring them back, so you know. <laughs> like these are the guys. Forget that one episode. <laughs> but you know, this does sound like a really interesting concept for HBO Max. You know, just and this makes DC me hype. Property incorporation that they're looking at the vertigo stuff because that means one day we yeah. can maybe get HBO's hundred bullets. So. Hopefully that's. I think that's getting closer. Hopefully, because that comic's just sitting on my thing, and I'm lo- and it's just amazing, just goodness waiting to happen. But next up, we got Morgan Freeman, Al Pacino, Helen Mirren, Danny DeVito will star in Sniff, 
a stylish re-envision of the film noir, helmed by Taylor Hackford, the Oscar-winning director behind Ray. The film follows Detective John Oh Joe Mulray Freeman and his partner William Keyes DeVito as they investigate a high-end luxury retirement community. Oh, after the mysterious death of two of its residents, when it starts out a normal case quickly turns strange as the detective duo uncover a hidden undercover sex, drugs, and murder controlled by senior living uh, community kingpin Harvey Stride. Pacino in his film Fatal Force of the Spider, Mirren. Is this going to be a comedy? Like, if this is serious, I'll take it serious, but I, it doesn't sound like it's going to be serious with Danny DeVito and Morgan Freeman. I haven't seen Danny DeVito serious since L.A. Confidential, and even then he was he was comedic. I think it'll be half, halfway serious. I mean, I, Pacino, Mirren, and Morgan Freeman mm-hmm. are not belly-laughing actors. True. And so they're going to play something like semi-serious. DeVito will probably be cracking some jokes. It'll probably, it sounds like to me, like, uh, you know, a movie, I just can't think of a movie that it's been like this, but like, imagine someone serious and Kevin Hart doing a movie. Oh, uh, okay. I got you. I got you. Okay. Makes so, sense. So I don't know. Uh, but I mean, like this premise seems interesting and, you know, it does say that, I guess it's this reinvention of the film noir. That's what I'm thinking. It's going to be a comedy spoof noir. Pacino does weird shit like that. Mirren definitely does weird shit like that. Mirren was in, Mirren yeah. is in Fast and the Furious and she loves it. Like, let's yeah. not act like they don't do weird, these actors don't do weird shit. So, I don't know. Hopefully this is good, but, because I'm just, I'm just uh, thinking of Hush Hush from uh, It also depends LA on who ends up picking this up. True, 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 true. Like, if this is like, if it's Netflix, I assume it will be like that. Uh, even if it's Hulu, I, I expect it could see, go that way. See, reading this makes me think I'm, we're going to make an executive decision that after Midsommar, even though we're going to do a comedy next, we're going back to serious and doing L.A. Confidential because I'm just thinking of Danny DeVito, keep it on the hush, hush. <laughs> like, that movie's so good. And I also doubt kinda, that Ian's seen it. He so has like, not. <laughs> you know that's and, our jam. And he loves some Danny DeVito, so. <laughs> and, and, and he's great in that. In this movie... This, if they do it right, this movie could be like that a little bit. I would vibe with it. But if it's a comedy spoof, huh, we shall see. But yeah. the premise is great. Uh, next up, we got The Accountant. You remember that movie when Ben Affleck, in between his Batman stint, don't you, out yep. there, viewer? It was great. The Accountant reportedly getting the sequel with Ben Affleck reprising his role as the math- mathematical savant turned fugitive. John Bernthal, who plays his brother, who's also a, a fugitive assassin is expected to return. Okay, cool. Maybe it's a couple years too late, but, you know, I like the accountant. Yeah, apparently the guy who did The Way Back is the guy who also did The Accountant. I don't okay. know if that's for a fact, but he was the reason this came out was because he was doing an interview and he was like, yeah, when I was doing The Way Back with Ben, I was like, we just need to do another accountant movie. They should have. They should have been did this. So. All right, cool. So, uh, yeah, that should be pretty neat. But, um... One thing, unfortunately, we're behind because by the time you're listening to this, you'll probably would have seen the trailer already. Uh, but The Matrix Resurrections revealed some first looks at Keanu Reeves and Yahya Abdul-Mateen. Did you go to the website and click the pill and watch each different trailer? No. They had, like, teasers of clips. You click the red pill, you get to see, like, Jessica Henwick. You get to see, um, oh, boy, from... Um, oh, how am I blanking on his name right now? And how... um From... Oh, shit, how am I blinking on the series name? The Fincher Netflix series, the serial killer show where they're trying to... Um, where you're they're talking trying... about uh, 
Mine Hunter. Mine Hunter. What's the guy's name? Jonathan Groff. We see Jonathan Groff as like. Oh, he's in this. Yeah, he's like the the uh, agent Agent Smith type character because his mouth does the Agent Smith thing. He's like an executive, and you see uh, Yaya Abdul Mahin as like this young Morpheus. You see old Neo with a gun with Keanu Reeves with his John Wick beard and shit. Then you take the blue pill and you see like Keanu Reeves taking a bunch of blue pills. Like oh. After Neo, he he got back into the fake world and just started living this fake existence. So that's kind of the vibes I'm getting. Could be wrong. Could see the trailer and, it, and it's because I'm completely different. But that's what I thought. It looked interesting. Could be good. Could be weird. My hopes aren't too high, but my hopes my hopes aren't low. I think this could be something special. Yeah, we'll definitely have more to say next week when we see the the trailer. Yep. So um, it's out. Yeah. Go watch it. Next thing uh, we have to talk about Owen Wilson joins the cast of Haunted Mansion. Just something I thought I'd throw in there. Just, uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be him, Lakeith and Tiffany Haddish right now. I, I, he just seems like he's, you know, cashing in on his Disney check from Loki. So, yeah, exactly. Just making that schmun. Um, I don't know if you caught this or if I you did. were a blues clues <laughs> viewer, but the original oh, blues clues host, Steve Burns has uh, finally clued the world into why he left the popular children's Steve show. Steve did not go to college, bro. So they no, had he people, didn't. He was already old. They had people be, okay. So wait, wait, the funny thing is after this heartfelt thing, a bunch of people from our generation was like, Oh my gosh, Steve, how cute. This is touching. A bunch of girls were just on Facebook posting this shit. I know. And then I see I see some random guy on IG. His video's going viral like, nah, man, Steve can't come back and tell us this. This really affected us as kids. Fuck Steve. He didn't go to college. Nigga went party. He was drinking. <laughs> Probably had a coke habit. He was at college. He could have. Man, Steve didn't go to college, bro. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Like when I saw that, I was like, "Why are we doing this? Like, what does this even have to do with anything? Like, this is just I, why for do us. I even? Why does anyone even care? Like, who cares?" People were going Honestly, nuts. Like, like our people, generation, yeah, people was going were going nuts, nuts today. And I was like, like, "Steve!" I was like, "What? What is this even about?" And then like, he's he's just like playing up this character deal. I'm like, "Bro, we know you're a real person. Like, you're you're, ta- you're talking to a generation that like understands that like that shit was fake." Like, we do not care. Like, you look, you look good. I'm glad you're doing well. You helped me through my tough time, and yeah, we got. Stu- you're probably dealing with student loans, mortgages. Like, shut up, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is stupid. Man. Are they about to make adult blues clues? Like, is that what they no. think? <laughs> no, because. What blue would be like over twenty now, and like I'm sorry, but like blue's still a puppy, bro. They showed Blue Light last week with old Steve. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. Well, next we have the Showtime Anthology, Super Pumped. In the, uh, sorry. The Showtime Anthology, Super Pumped, uh, which the first season will um, chart the rise of Uber, has crashed, has cast Bridget Gaia Holit. Uh, Gaia Holit. Previ- uh, joins previously announced cast members JGL, Kyle Chandler, Carrie Beach, Babak Tafti, Musa Hussein, Karash, Joe Bass, and Hank Azaria. Planned as an anthology, the first season of Super Pumped is based on Mike Isaac's book of the same name, pivoting on Uber CEO and co-founder Travis Kalanick. 
who's going to be played by JGL, and his sometimes tumultuous relationship with his mentor Bill Gurley, played by Kyle Chandler. The series will depict the roller coaster ride of the upstart transportation company embodying the highs and lows of Silicon Valley. The series will focus on a different major business world story each season, which I think is kind of an interesting concept. Yeah, that is. And it'll be like uh, kind of like this. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I want like, one about Vine. It's om- it'll almost be like a social network, but TV form. Yeah. I, I kind of want to see one about Vine. I'd be interested uh, in that. The fall. I'd, I'd, like, yeah. oh, I'd like a TikTok one. Maybe a Twitter one. See Jack. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to keep doing tech only fans. I'd love one. Love yeah. one. Yeah. That That'd would be actually be a pretty good one. And, that would be a pretty good one. And if you want to go into like normal businesses, like every day, I'm sure you could go into like, I'm trying to think of like a fast food company that you could do. You could do In N Out, baby. In N Out, possibly. I just don't know anyone that's got like a, like a really interesting story around that. Maybe, like maybe mm. Chick fil A's story is boring. Maybe you could do Popeyes. I don't know. Copeland and I used to be together. Yeah, you could do Canes, baby. Fuck that maybe guy. <laughs> no, let me not say that. That guy's a good guy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it sounds like an interesting concept. I'll definitely watch this one with JGL and uh, Kyle Chandler. Same, same, same. All right, so next up we got, sadly, Phoebe Waller-Bridge has exited Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Waller-Bridge has left the project due to creative differences with Donald Glover, fellow star and executive producer. According to the close to the project, Waller's, uh, Waller-Bridge's departure is amicable, and her role will be recast. Donald Glover's like, look, this is my show. I know you're a big name over here, but I ain't reviving with this flea bag shit. You got to go. Hey, it is what it is. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know who they'll recast. Um, I don't know either. We'll see. Maybe we'll see Journey what Don, Smollett what Bell, wants to do. but she's doing Black Canary a lot. You know, maybe Zazie Beats reteam that Atlanta team. Who knows? We shall see. But next up, Guillermo del Toro's Netflix horror anthology series, Cabinet of the Curiosities, originally titled Guillermo del Toro Presents Ten After Midnight, has added F. Murray Abrams, Ben Barnes, Apita Carrillo. Essie Davis, Hannah Galway, Crispin Glover, that weirdo, Demetrius Gross, David Hewlett, Andrew Lincoln, Tim Blake Nelson, another weirdo, Luke Roberts, Sebastian Roche, Glenn Turman, and Peter Weller to the cast. The prolific Academy Award-winning Mexican filmmaker behind Prince Labyrinth, Hellboy, Shape of Water, Pacific Rim, will executive produce, co-showrun, and direct the series described as a curation of eight unprecedented and genre-defining sinister narratives meant to challenge traditional notions of horror ranging from the macabre to the magical, gothic to the grotesque, or creepy, classically creepy. Two of the eight tales are original works by Del Toro. Well, he got, he got, he got creepy enough people in here. Because Crips, Here's Crips Netflix trying to, to counter what Hulu has going on with uh, American Horror Story. American Horror Story kind of doing a very similar thing. I think this could be really interesting. I like the idea of horror trying to like do some anthology stories, trying like mm-hmm. mix a bunch of different stuff in there besides like trying to do, you know, the classics. movies or like series of movies, you know, just like give us like little one season. Not even one season, like one story around like 50 minutes. Of horror. Oh, yeah. And, like, and then, make it scary. And another one. Another one. Yeah, and no, I'm with it. That's horrible. And it doesn't need Shout to be connected. To... I like it. Yep. Shout Guillermo del Toro. Getting back in his bag. 
I'm gonna definitely check that out. But like I said, you got some weirdos in there. Crispin Glover's weird ass. He's definitely gonna be fucking serial killing or something like that. Or he's gonna be accused because he's a weirdo, and then they're gonna find the weird, per- the the right killer. But just know, Lynn told you first. Next up, Alfred Woodard has boarded the boarded the cast of Salem's Lot, an upcoming adaptation at New Line based on the Stephen King novel. Uh, the Oscar-nominated actress has been reportedly cast in the role of Dr. Cody, who's depicted as a male character named Jimmy Cody in the original King novel. The story involves a writer named Ben Mears, who returns to the town of Jerusalem's Lot, or Salem's Lot for short, in Maine, where he lived for, from the age of five through nine, only to discover the residents are becoming vampires. A lot of horror stories. Like This is, this, this this is supposed whatever. to be um, one of Stephen King's best critically acclaimed works. Oh, okay. So. All right, we'll it's, been, it's been adapted in a series a few times uh, in the 70s and in 2004. Um, okay. New take. See how you it know, goes. C'est la vie, whatever. It is what it is. More vampire shit. What does what Spike say? Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. I don't care. Uh, uh, bro, all these, all these horror things, like Hollywood, I know horror's on the rise right now, but let's get back to some crime stuff. Some I know cops are down because of BLM, but you know, hitmen, assassins, we can get it up. We can get it up. I don't know. I mean, I feel like because the podcast era, With the murders, stuff, the crime murders, that shit would be hard right now. It'd be well, fire. I mean, I think I think a lot of people need to start developing some of those stories that have been in the podcast and make it's them a, into like yeah, things. Because like I've heard yeah. some really great uh murder podcast that like could really be cool uh if they were put in the series or tv um but anyway the next story we got is jody comer will begin shooting ridley scott's latest project kit bag comer will play josephine opposite joaquin phoenix's napoleon bonaparte a historical drama about the military leader and emperor I forgot Joaquin Phoenix is playing Napoleon Bonaparte. Big play, big move. Joaquin might be too tall for Napoleon, but you know, whatever. Hey, you know, you can always shoot him in a way that makes him look short. We'll true, true. But I'm excited for that. Jodie Comer's a great actress, and yeah. you know, playing his wife. I'm, I'm rocking with this. Yeah, I'm excited to see, uh, see something from that. I even just a screen grab. Like, I just want to see what Joaquin Phoenix looks like as Napoleon. Mm-hmm. Billy Bob Thornton, Robin Wright, and Hopper Penn are set to star in Where All the Light Tends to Go, set in the Appalachian Mountains. Where the Where All the Light Tends to Go is a tense thriller about a family dominated by a crime lord who controls his family and his business with his fists. When his son meets the girl of his dreams, desperately wanting to escape the life he is expected to lead and freeing himself from the clutches of his father, he is forced to go ahead. He is forced to go head-to-head with the terrifying man who will stop at nothing to ensure loyalty from all those around him. The film will be directed by Ben Young, who was the director for mm, Extinction. You know what this sounds like? You remember that movie, Ready or Not? Yeah. Where the girl goes and has to kill all the family? This yeah, because, like, like, well, because like, it's the opposite or whatever. Or like, yeah, he, he, he escapes his family and he has to go back and kill him. Yeah. That's it. But hey, Billy Bob Thornton, I'm guessing, is the bad dad. Robin Wright, the mom, probably. and Hopper Penn is probably the son. So it could be interesting. Again, I'm wondering who um, who's going to uh, get the rights to that. 
Mm-hmm. Where that's it would gonna be Netflix, be. who knows? Probably Netflix if it's Ben Young and Meteor the Extinction. Sounds like it. So, we'll see. Acme Night, a Sunday evening block of family-friendly movies and shows, will debut on Cartoon Network September 19th and HBO Max in early 2022. Among the HBO Max titles making the jump to the cable channel are animated series Gremlins, Secrets of the Mogway, Aquaman, King of Atlantis, and Unicorn, Warriors Eternal, uh, Batman, Cape Crusader, as well as Harry Potter, The Quiz Show. Nice, nice. Good for Cartoon Network getting a Friday, a Saturday night, or a Sunday night family friendly evening show thing. Batman and Aquaman included in that. Well, the Aquaman's like the brightly colored Aquaman, like with it's like super bright. The only good show from that is Batman the Cape Crusader, which is a little dark. So when that comes to HBO Max, I might check that out and see what the the new Batman story is supposed to be. Same, same. Next up, um, uh, Margot Robbie's lookalike, Margaret Qualley, will star as a dominatrix. Ooh, okay. Opposite Christopher Abbott in the thriller Sanctuary, directed by Zach Wigan, or Zach Wigan, uh, director of The Heart Machine. Shooting just wrapped in New York, written by Homecoming's co-creator Micah Bloomberg. The film is produced by David Lancaster and Stephanie Wilcox. Uh, set over the course of one night in a single hotel room, Sanctuary tells the story about a dominatrix and how her wealthy client, about to inherit his father's fortune and position. Hal tries to end their relationship, but when his attempt to cut ties backfires, disaster ensues. My type of movie. I'm in it. Sounds like Lola, Zola all over again. Sort of, yeah. I mean, I But think just with be... a different sex sex working job. Dominatrix, different than prostitute, because they don't give it, they beat your ass. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm going to break up with you, and you're the one holding the whip. This guy's about to get a, a world of pain from Margaret Qualley. Good for she likes she works in these like revenge badass woman roles. Like I said, we just talked about Ready or Not. Yeah, this sounded like a really interesting concept. Um, it, it didn't say who was gonna pick it up. Yeah, no, it I, I, I feel like this could be something that Amazon's gonna get. Honestly, yeah, no, I mean this could be this could be popping. So, yeah, Margaret Qualley, I- it was in Ready or Not, huh? Man, I have to look that up now. I gotta look it up because I don't want to be wrong. She was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She was oh, in. Oh no, Margaret Qualley's the girl that was after um was after uh, Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Not the girl from Radio Not. My yeah. mistake. She was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Leftovers. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was her thing. Okay, yeah. that was the girl Fossey with her Verdon. feet on the windshield in Brad Pitt's car. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, good for her. She needs this role. Next up, Avengers directors Russo brothers reached an impasse in negotiations while working out their deal for yet an unknown MCU fan, specifically because they're uncertain about the future of distribution. What? And I said goodbye. Huh? Later, Russos. We, they don't need you. You need them. We've seen your movies not work without Marvel. I mean, Peace. at this point, uh, and then they're saying Scarlett Johansson. They they want to support ScarJo, so they don't want to resign. I mean, at this point, man, like as for everything that we've seen from Eternals and bringing in Chloe Zhao, MCU right. just needs to bring in like directors, like bring in like, and we'll directors. talk about and, you know, why James Gunn that- and all the things that he's done, like. And, mm-hmm. you know, his movies arguably have, like, a different sort of tone that make you feel, like, 
I would say like with Guardians. And Wait, can I we would save say, this? Because this ties into my Shang-Chi stuff. So let's just okay. say, I'm with it you. It ties into my Shang-Chi stuff too. So. Okay, we'll cool. Reservation Dogs renewed for season two at FX. Nice. And then Big Shot has been renewed for season two at Disney Plus. Nice. Which I'm surprised by. I did not I haven't seen a lick of that hey. show. But people like people, people like, like John uh, Stamos as the coach. Uncle Jesse, exactly. But now with that being said, it's time to get into our section of the show where we suggest one movie or TV show or multiple that's coming out this week or that have been out for a little bit. It's called Movie on the Rise. And I'm starting off Schubert because I got Peacock. I caved. I got Peacock. Oh yeah. The app sucks. Tell me why when I'm watching a show after two episodes, it starts showing me trailers of shit that I don't want to watch. Why can't it continue on to the next episode when I'm doing this? Maybe You're paying is that for just placed is that just PlayStation? Are you paying for it? Yeah, I'm paying for ad free. And they still throw that at you? Yeah, they throw me like little they throw little trailers. They show trailers of other shows. Not yeah. actual ads. I might have to borrow that from you and watch AP Bio. Hey, I've been watching uh, Storage Wars, Fire. I got a new reality show, um, Below Deck Mediterranean. See, yeah, the people I do like want to watch know. Below Deck. Below Deck Med. Is it There's Fire? Below Deck Sailing. Oh, it's amazing. I love it. It's my type oh, of shit. <laughs> so I got you. You've been hoarding that Discovery Plus over my head for weeks. Now I'm hoarding Bravo content with Peacock. Yeah, I can watch The Office. Uh-huh. It's fucking nice. <laughs> I mean, like, I have, to, I have free Peacock, but Ain't it doesn't mean I get to watch everything. You got to watch everything. Ads, trailers, whatever the fuck they want to show you. <laughs> but that Peacock app on PlayStation sucks. NBC, fix that shit. I'm paying t- $9.99 a month. Fix that shit, or I'm going to stop paying. I, I got you know, I did discover, that. like, I was browsing on my Roku TV app, and, like, I found out that they have an entire channel that just plays the grassy all day. Ooh, that's hard. That's fire. Shout out to that. What, what, what channel cool. is that called? Well, I mean, so you go to Roku TV and like go to their live TV and they just have like Degrassi all day. Crazy. They have, an episode, they have a channel that's just Degrassi and it's just all day Degrassi. But yeah, I've been watching Peacock, but my movie this week is Kate because Card Counter with um with Oscar Isaac, they said it's trash. Kate, oh, really? though, I hear it's pretty good. It's uh with. Kate wins, uh, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. She's this assassin. The Yakuza poisoned her, and she's out to get revenge. My type yeah, of shit, directed by the Atomic Blonde director. Woody Harrelson's in there. Give it to me. Inject it in my veins. Um, for me, also on Netflix, The Circle is back. Uh, nice. Definitely enjoyed watching it so far. I've only gotten like 40 minutes in the first episode, and it seems really exciting. I guess another thing I'll throw in there too, and I'm sure you've already seen it, Lyndon. Uh, Untold, the newest Untold with uh, Marty I Fish. I haven't watched it yet. I need to watch it. I've been. Oh, slacking. it's a good one. I gotta finish Untold. I'm slacking. See, I've been on Peacock. It's, just it's watching probably, Storage in my Wars. opinion, like the least scandalous. Even least more least scandalous than Caitlyn Jenner because that one was not scandalous at all. I guess that that one's not scandalous, but like it does have a little bit of an edge to it because like it is. Caitlyn Jenner talking about her life as Bruce Jenner, where like this she didn't have no edge. That shit, that shit was fake edge. Like no one cares. Like you transitioned. I'm happy for you. Like go live your life as who you want to be and who you identify as. But that shit's not scandalous. Like it's only scandalous to boomers. Yeah, like, pretty much. Like I, I, no, I, I'm, I'm the only thing scandal. I really liked about that documentary is because like I didn't know much about 
Oh, Bruce. Uh, well, I just didn't know much about like that Olympic experience that he had. Oh, had okay. She had. had. But yeah. look, fucking, you see the uh, the trashers. Even Drake watched that untold. My man had a jersey. <laughs> the, the trashers. I, I need that a trasher was jersey, bro. That, that, that shit that, was that, hard. That's fire. That's fire. <laughs> the one thing I'll say about the Marty Fish documentary is that after watching that, you get kind of a better idea of why Naomi Osaka came out about her issues. Oh, real? Well, then I'm definitely watching that Because now. it goes That's... into like how tennis the is. mental health aspect of tennis. Mm, okay. And so you kind of get an idea of like what she might have, what what like what her what issues with mental health might be. Oh, okay. Well, I'm definitely gonna watch that. Good, good call, Shuri. I'm definitely check that out. Um, but yeah, like I said, Cork Card Cunner comes out this week. There's another Netflix show that comes, or movie that comes out that's like whatever besides whatever. Kate. But um, I'm trying to think anything else. Oh, I got Discovery Plus now too, fucker. There you go. Through my girl, through my girlfriend's sister. And I'm about to watch Love Island Love. I mean, Naked and Afraid Naked and Afraid. Let's go, boy. You're you're combining Naked and Afraid survival plus the the aspect of love. Are they going to have sex? Like, that's the thing that keeps going through my mind. If you're doing Naked and Afraid Love, are they banging out in the wilderness? I I gotta know. I gotta know. (laughs) You don't think they're banging? Oh, they probably are. I mean, Look, I was about to say, why else are you going on naked and afraid? Love. <laughs> like, why is anyone going on naked and afraid to find love? Is the question. <laughs> That's the real question. Like, maybe they're like, we don't know any adventurous outdoor people, so they're like, I want to find this another. This is the exhibitionist uh, <laughs> show for people who love to get naked. The nudists. <laughs> These are. It's either for nudists or people who really love camping. <laughs> and they're trying to find other people that really love camping. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, oh, but let's man. get to the reviews. Let's start with Titans week week episode, man. I thought to to me that was the weakest episode. It was. It was way more weak than last week's. Gosh, I didn't care like, anything I didn't even about really Black care. Fire, Connor, Gar, and Starfire. Yeah. I didn't give a shit. Not a single shit. I can't even tell you what happened. Like they just were like, hanging out. Well, no, I mean, like, uh, they end up, like, fine. And they, they found, like, that one doctor who had the heart meter bomb or the heart bomb. And, like, I just didn't really understand, like, why that was such a big deal. Because, like, she was, I don't even remember, like, what oh, she was. Oh, because Witch McCullough was trying to stop. Uh, they were trying to, they were trying to let Connor redeem himself. Well, I guess they were letting him redeem himself. But, like, I just don't remember, like, where that doctor even tied into, like, the main deal. And then, like, I guess Because that's the guy who made the bomb that destroyed Hulk. Whatever. Yeah, worst um, episode. And I didn't care about Barbara Gordon and Dick's first, like, love mission together. I actually didn't. didn't, Not only did I not care about it, I didn't like that story. I just like I was like I just don't dig this. I don't dig them being like bad robbers. episode. Come on, Titans, pick it up. We're not trying to fall off. You started off so hot, but I said that but, I told well, you. I mean, like the end of the episode was interesting, where like you know Jason gets gets those dudes on the street to like be taking that drug, and then they go and kill Tim Drake's like brother or something. Oh yeah, and now we're getting Tim Drake back into the fold. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ski. So I was but a little I told bit you with the fact. 
that Red Hood is the ultimate bad guy with Scarecrow and that there's no one behind it is going to make the season slow for a little bit. And that's what it is. It's being slow right now, waiting to build it up. And this Blackfire story ain't cutting it because I don't care. I don't care. Well, it's like, yeah, like the whole deal with Blackfire at the moment is like, is she like, playing good for a reason or like she's like it's just telling- like the, co- the cartoon where she fakes good for a little bit then just goes evil because like we're all just waiting for the evil turn and if that's the case Corey should have left her ass in prison right so you know whatever whatever, whatever. but you know what's a good show fucking heels my goodness another good week they're figuring out how to you know promote because they don't have sponsors they make they cut a promo. Jack the promo and, uh, was dope. The promo was great. Uh, Jack and Ace were inspired by their dad after their after their mom just did the most horrendous thing at dinner and was like, "Bro, this blew my mind." I was shocked this happened. Tommy's like saying grace, saying, "Yeah, I pray for my mom, my dad, Ace, uh, Grandma, and then Grandpa Spade up in heaven." And and that grandma stopped that dinner and said, "No, Tommy." Your grandpa is not in heaven. She was like, what do you mean, grandma? He's burning in the fiery pits of hell. Anyone who kills himself burning in the fiery pits of hell, says the Bible. And I was just like, go. Everybody was like, stop, stop. And she kept going. She said something else that was worse than that. After that, Jack got up. He can't deal with that shit because he had to clean. We found out this episode, he cleaned up his dad after his dad killed himself. He picked up the body. So I understand why he left. He can't deal with that. And I understand why he won't sell the DWL because he picked his pop's brains off, off their porch. Like, what? I understand. Ace had to dip out because he can't deal with it because he hears the shot. And, you know, and oh, well, meanwhile, we find out him. we find out about Wild Bill getting fucked up, putting his dick out on the plane and losing his crazy. job at the WWE. I just think Wild Bill works for the WWE because they were in that meeting with like, oh, let's put sounds on the belt. And I felt that was a clear shot at the WWE. Is that the kind of stuff WWE is doing nowadays? Yeah, bro. They're just all about kids and toys. Is that why AEW is... It's kicking ass, yeah. And that's why CM Punk was on this show because they're making fun of WWE. That's funny. CM Punk's not about to be on this show if they champion that shit. One of the the B-plots of this episode was um, Ace's, you know, Ballet girlfriend and like uh, the Texas guy, and losing her, Bobby Pin. Yeah, shout out to Bobby. Well, Pin. I wouldn't say he lost her, but like their friendship. He lost um, her, man. That girl don't want nothing to do with him, and then Ace don't want nothing to do with her. He he keyed Bobby Pin's car and then we go fuck some random Trisha Vicky. We never met her before. Yeah, Trisha. And it was think, pouring yeah. his heart out to her, and she was like. Yeah, that's all cool. You want to fuck again? I was like, go Ace. Get out of there, my guy. You're going down the fucking Wild Bill Road. Well, and I mean, hopefully you know, Jack but- can make better decisions than his dad. I'm glad yeah. his wife got to work because she was she was going crazy about not working. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you know, with the bobby pin and I can't remember the valet girl's name. But I like, can't remember her name either. Sorry. Um... Uh, what was interesting about that is like it shows her side of like being a big Good thought process. And, and I'm just and waiting about, for them like, to put yeah. her on. She yeah. used to be a wrestler. And she would then she wasn't she like drawing some pictures of her of her costume, herself, yeah, and her costume, and then like you know him building up his character and like seeing you know we this shows about heels for the most part. Mm-hmm. We've seen like heels and like what Jack has to do and what Ace has to do, and this was like a. Watching him in this arc in this episode was like what a true face is supposed to be. 
I, you know what I think is going to happen? I think Ace is going to beat him to go face his brother. But I feel like in that beating, she's going to leave and go be Bobby Pin's valet. And that's going to be like the building of their rivalry or some shit. And Bobby Pin's going to come out probably when Ace is trying to get Jack's belt and probably beat Ace again. That was what I was thinking in my head. I was like, well, this Bobby Pin thing just like makes that rivalry so much stronger mm-hmm. for the story. Yep, yep. And I'm I'm just waiting for Jack Jack to go face. Like I think it's coming. It's a, it's a long road. Yeah, it's gonna they're gonna do a long turn for that. But I love the episode. It was great. Fucking Wild Bill is going crazy on top of the hotel saying, Come party with me. It's Wild Bill. We about to get yeah. wild. You also <laughs> had uh popping, what Jack's wife and drinking talking to his mom and be like, I've been married to your son for like nine years and we don't we don't even talk. Yo, Jack's wife and Jack's mom are too much. Like, poor Jack. Like, they both too much. <laughs> the mom out here saying obscene shit about his pops killing himself because she can't take it because she ain't do nothing with her life. She even drive. Poor lady. She, all she can do is go to the grocery store. <laughs> oh, I also liked in the kids' prayer, he was like, thank God for the Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah, they Such just, a kid they, in child prayer. The Braves, the Falcons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love this episode. Funny. Great episode, though. Shout out to Heels. We'll be back next week for a show. Um, but yeah, now it's time for Shang-Chi. Did you like it? I did. Did you think it was great? Mm. What's, what, what, what's great? I still think Falcon Winter Soldier is the best Marvel thing this year. Yeah. Okay. I got Shang-Chi second. And to me, this film confirmed that the Marvel movie formula is getting old. Maybe that's why Eternals looks so good I, on the big screen. I didn't think that this... And that's the take that I was coming with, that I've been waiting to talk well, about. Well, I guess, like, mine's a little bit opposite, because I didn't feel like this... To me, this didn't feel like a Marvel movie at all. It felt like a Disney movie. But see, Which I guess I, is kind of, like, worse. It's worse. But. Like, yeah, it's worse. This felt like a cookie-cutter origin, but, like, the worst kind. And, like, there's no disrespect to Shang-Chi because I liked it. It was a good martial arts movie. But it, it had no, like, feeling to it, no stakes. Tony Leung should have been a, a badder dude. They they made the Mandarin look like a pussy. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't feel Ra's al Ghul vibes. This is supposed to be the guy that's the equal to Ra's al Ghul and just and evilness and d- darkness and death and all that shit. And they just made him like, yeah, yeah he did he's seem whatever. Like, seem like yeah, a like pussy. I was expecting him to be a little bit more menacing in the front half. Like instead of he's him like, like welcoming them back, like I was expecting him to be like immediately like imprisoning them being like, yeah, like, you know, or like I thought that he was going to like really like take his aquafina or something. Yeah, like this was, it was just too much, too nice, too, too clean cut. Like just didn't, it was just, and this is, I, I, again, I thought the movie was cool. I thought the movie was okay. I don't think it was great. I, I thought the action was, was great. Okay. I mean, I thought, I thought like, the martial yeah. arts was great for sure. I like. I, mean, I, I even thought the, the, I even thought the end battle was fine. Like, I liked watching the dragon and the and thing fight. But again, like to me, that felt like a Disney movie. Like, it I felt got very out kitty. of it. Yeah. I got out of it. And I came back and told my girlfriend, I was like, well, that was a live action Ray and the Last Dragon almost. It, yeah, it was very I mean, it just, that fight. But I will say, I did like how they brought in all the different ki- creatures from Asian across Asian mythology. That that uh, walking Kimara. dragon deer was from um, a Japanese culture. They had the lion dog thing from Chinese yeah, culture. Like or they, had the, well, they had the Chinese dragon. Like I love that. They had the nine tailed fox. They did. They did have the nine tailed fox. I loved all of that, but. 
it just like you said, it just felt too clean cut, too cookie cutter. It just did. It it uh, Yeah, I mean like when it comes to it didn't, I was feel, it to didn't think, have any grit, any any I was trying to think of like as like a movie passion. where it like fell into the the fold like of origins. Like of course Iron Man is like up top. The uh, best you know, Spider Man yeah. Homecoming's up there. Um and, you know, I would this I think Ant Man's better. It's not better than Black Panther now. No, th- this is uh, maybe better than Thor. Maybe no, it's better than Thor. That's for sure. It's definitely better than Thor. Uh, it's better than Captain Marvel. I like too. it better than Captain Marvel. Yeah, and I like um, it better than Black Widow. That Black Widow shit was trash. Yeah. Uh, but this is time. but th- but these these aren't things that are that it should be proud of that you're better than like. You're barely better than this, and you weren't better than Falcon Winter Soldier this year. With I mean, I think it's a, show. I think it's a nice movie. Like you know, where I've seen some of the rankings fall in, where some people have had it like eight. I think it's a little high. I'd probably put it like eight seven. High. It's got to be in the fifteens, the ten, like ten, fifteen through ten. Well, no, I'm talking about like as out of ten. Oh, out of ten. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm at like a seven. Yeah, I'd say Average. it's more like a seven. Um, yeah. But, but this I, made know, me I, really hype for Eternals because I think Eternals is gonna be something. But I new, like the characters fresh. and I like and I like I the world building. So like and I like I like Shang Chi. I liked his sister. I liked Aquafina and like her role in it. I'm uh, ready to see Shang Chi with other Marvel people. That's what I exactly see. like. I like there was people in the theater and I was listening to their conversations while waiting on the end credit scenes and like they're like, oh yeah, like I feel like Shang Chi. You know, I'd love to see him like with the other Avengers. I think he's gonna like have a lot of power. Like the Ten Rings, obviously, seemed like it's a pretty powerful little thing there. And you like shot he shot Kamehameha at the end, bro. Yeah, I mean, and like the skill set that he learned um, at his mom, mother's village kind of makes him into like this all-encompassing martial arts expert with the Make powerful Ten Rings. They can bring rings. Iron Fist back in if they want to, because that was basically one of the, the Dimension worlds uh, besides Kung Lun. That was one of them. Yeah, they could. So I mean, like, I I think that the world building and the character building was good. It was just the like, movie just wasn't. And like with the bringing back the old Mandarin or whatever the guy who was in the Iron really Man, and like, like making him. Bro, they should have killed him. Like Tony yeah. Leung. Like I thought Tony Leung was gonna slice his. Like, bro, I wanted to see something like that. They made Tony Leung like this guy who was just basically cowering because his wife dealt because he was crippled with guilt, but. They didn't make him this badass. Like, I didn't feel it. Like, I'm sorry. And I love Tony Leung too much as an actor to watch him go through that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so. like, they tried to, like, set that up in the beginning, and I wish they would have just, like, stayed closer to, like, going. that characterization. Yeah. And no one better tell me this is better than Suicide Squad. Do not no. lie to yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. Suicide yeah. Squad is the best superhero movie this year. Like, 100%. It was nowhere near as good as Suicide Squad. Yeah, no, nowhere close. No. The, Marvel's only hope this year is Eternals, which well, looks Spider-Man great. Comes out this year too. Oh yeah, Spider Man does come out. True. I'm trying to think like in terms of like newer stuff. I like the it's Wong hard, stuff. But... I'm interested to see what Wong wants to do with him. That's true. I did like that. And what was Wong doing with Abomination? That's what yeah, I yeah. Like wanted they were to friends. Know. And they were going to the like. Does this have to involve with the Dark Avengers that Julia, Julia Louis Dreyfus is uh, building? Like, Maybe. what what is Wong training Abomination for? Yeah, and like of uh, the and the mid credit scene with 
Bruce Banner and, uh, and Captain Carol Marvel, Danvers. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty interesting. Thought that was as well. I enjoyed um, that very much. A good little entrance into like the world for them. Yep. And then like and then the very end credit scene, like I really like the sister and like revamping that whole thing. Like I want them to get like a like I want the ten rings to like have something some purpose. Yeah, I want them to be the shadow organization. Like I want them to be basically the League of Shadows for DC. That's what they're supposed to be. And I mean even if like kitty right now. Yeah, I mean, even if, like, she takes them into, like, a less dark direction and, like, makes them kind of like a... Well, yeah, but I mean, like, let's say, like, they're, like, the the League of Shadows for, like, the good guys. I think Mm -hmm. that could be kind of interesting. Like, especially, like, what's the place that Sharon Carter runs or whatever? Like, I feel like Sharon Carter and her could be, like, foes. Yeah, and and Nanda Parbat, or I think that's... No, no, that's some arrow shit. (laughs) My bad. Uh, Nandapur bot yeah, is like where with the fight. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's it's, it's Madripoor. Madripoor. bot is where where yeah. Stephen Amil Arrow went fight Ryan all Ghoul on top of that ice mountain, and his ass got kicked off. <laughs> Nandapur bot. Yeah, no, it's it's Madripoor. <laughs> yeah, so I'd like to see I. like that incorporated, and like yeah, there's gonna I be just... a, a, a second Shang Chi movie is what they were trying to insinuate. So. Okay, well, I'm in, I'm into that. I'm into that. And Shang-Chi, go be with, like, Falcon and... I mean, not Falcon, Captain America, excuse me. But the, the other thing that, like, really kind of confused me is, like, I didn't really understand, like, what their, the, the dynamic with Aquafina is supposed to be. Because, like, at some points, they kind of made it, like, they, they were, like, they a were love lovers, interest. But then they were, like, best then, friends. Like, yeah, then they were, like, best friends. I'm like, well, I, I can get behind the best friend thing, but then you're, like, giving me, like, little inklings that they're supposed to be, like, in love or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I but like that. I like her being kind of like his Ned in Spider-Man mm-hmm. terms, like you know. Yeah, that's exactly what she someone was. to keeps him grounded in his like reality. Yep, but now she's an arrow shooter. She. <laughs> Do we believe yeah. Aquafina would have hit that target that fast? <laughs> Bitch came out like she was Hawkeye. I was like, oh, Clint, you got some got some competition there, pal. <laughs> Yeah, right. And like I thought I just thought it was like crazy that like one of the main parts of the whole movie that was Aquafina. dependent on Aquafina like hitting an arrow and like this That's monsters. another reason why this movie is just a 7 or a 6 for me. Just I didn't I didn't buy it. But didn't like I said like to me it felt like it was a Disney movie. Yeah. Which isn't like sure. necessarily a dig. It's not necessarily nah, it's a dig. Uh, it's a bad thing. It, it, it's a dig, but it's not necessarily like the worst dig I could I could give you. But it just like True. had those vibes. But if it yeah. but it was a really well done movie, I'll say. Martial arts was well done. That's what I'm gonna give it. Yeah. I, but, I was gonna yeah. I was looking at this. Who who directed this or whatever? I would like to see someone else direct it probably. I don't know. I don't know. Destin Daniel Cretton. Cretton, he died. But I'm giving it a six. Six out of ten. Six point five, six out of ten. She was giving it a seven. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, man. Shang-Chi was yeah, high end I'm excited for Eternals. Let's go. Let's yeah, go I'm definitely it. ready for that. Definitely ready for the Eternals. But that's pretty much everything. We picked our new run it back so y'all can watch it. We're gonna record it next Wednesday so y'all can get it on Thursday or Friday of next week. So get ready. We're giving you a week in advance. Watch Midsummer. You sick fucks picked Midsummer, so we're gonna give it to you. I was so we were so close to forgetting Sarah Marshall winning, but that'll be the next comedy we do. But we'll probably do LA Confidential in between just because I'm hyped for that. So Midsummer next week, be sure to watch it. 
And then, yeah, follow me at LimbyWT. Be sure to check out the Bros You Think podcast. It is out. Be sure to check out on YouTube, exclusive, CLB versus Donda, where we debate the two albums. And then, yeah, that's pretty much all the content we got out this week. Uh, yeah, make sure you follow me at Twitter, Instagram, HUber14, um, Letterboxd, Adam BWT, trying to, to get some stuff. I guess I'll do one for Shang-Chi. I didn't even um, do one for Shang-Chi. I didn't want to taint my letterbox with that nonsense because I'm going to have to give it a two on there. I'm not giving it a three. Oh, I guess out of five, yeah. I'm giving it a two. I'm not tainting my letterbox scores. Like, you want to know what has a three on, on my letterbox? Like, Grand Budapest Hotel has a three. If I give Grand Budapest Hotel a three and a half, there's no goddamn well goddamn way in hell I'm giving Shang-Chi a three. Sorry. Yeah, that's you give true. it a two. I mean, you a fucking two. That makes my letterbox, sense. I, I love Based my letterbox. letterbox scores. Like, I gave Zola a three and a half. No, sir. No, sir. That's pretty high for Zola. I don't know if I gave it a three and a half. Three's three's acceptable for Zola, but three I, I really liked it. Three and a half. Um, but yeah, so check out our stuff on Letterboxd and make sure you tune in to all the stuff going on, on the Bros Who Think Network and check us out next week. We'll be talking more Titans, talking heels. I don't think we've really, I guess we'll talk about Kate. Yeah, we'll talk, talk Kate. Kate. Maybe long Halloween, because like you know. Maybe long know. Halloween if you watch it. I've watched I'm it two weeks it. ago, so I don't know. I'll have to try and remember. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it this week because like Shang Chi took took up this week, but I yeah. can watch it. Uh, well, anyway, I hope everyone out there has a great week, and as always, keep binging. <laughs>